You are listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and I'm here with Jacob of Danger Room and Xavier Protocol, and basically all of the awesomeness that is Marvel Crisis Protocol. What's going on, man? Hey, man. How you doing? It's been a while. It has been too long, but I am enjoying Danger Room so much, especially your last episode. I really enjoyed the actually like matchup comparisons and such. I hope you guys do more of those episodes. Yeah, we've had some really positive feedback, so we're looking at doing some more of that. For sure. All right. Well, I'm glad I get to drag you on for this one. So I started having some like out of the outside the box thinking moments, like trying trying always to make sure that I'm not getting myself trapped in thinking. And I know, you know, we've got some characters that are becoming super popular, like Valkyrie and Okoye. And so I'm always trying to like re-explore and see if I have ideas for these other ones. And so the concept for this episode, listeners, is kind of outside of the box thinking tweaking like already existing teams, right? We obviously no one's going to be able to reinvent the wheel every single team. So we're going to go kind of look at some of like the really strong meta teams and think about possible changes that can be made to them with new characters or maybe characters that people have forgotten about and maybe shake things up and not just like go, I'm making this team different to be different, but maybe it might actually be better or have some better matchups. So uh, the first one, I've mentioned this a little bit, on some of the other episodes, but I've been falling in love with it more and more. And that's slotting in Ma into Cabal came about because kept running into these points of like testing Ma and being like, isn't Modoc just better in this spot? And it was like, well, why not both? <laughs> like you, you can totally play them together. So I started running teams where the whole plan was to go, all right, where well, we're still going to do the red skull, and then Modoc plan, and then either Zemo or Loki, and then start slotting in Maw. And if you're running Loki, you can like flex the mind gem to whichever one of them you want. And man, having that team all slotted in together is feels really good. And I think when people start playing it, we're going to see a big resurgence in Maw. And I think people are going to hate it when they have to start actually dealing with shh in competitive games. Hmm. So what do you think of that one? Do you think this uh, has serious meta viability or you think it's just kind of out there? Uh, I, I think there's some really positive things to it. Uh, something that you find a lot when you're playing Cabal is uh, some of the game is can I get my Modoc lined up against a Black Panther or a, a, a Spider-Man or someone, one of those characters that really hates the mystic attacks. Yep. And if you can get that matchup, then that's can really help swing things in your favor. But if they're, you know, they're, they're fast characters often and they can run around to where Modoc isn't. And so they can, if they can get away from Modoc, then that increases their durability and diminishes Modoc's power generation, maybe a little bit. But with more, you've got this other really powerful mystic attacker on the other side of the table and there's nowhere for them to run to. So I can see that, you know, against those, you know, the web warriors, the Wakandas, those teams that just don't really want to see the mystic uh, attacks coming. I can see that that's going to be a strong play. Yeah, I've, I've run into teams where they would play like Modoc and Hela. And so like Black Panther has no safe place on either side mm-hmm. of the board. And so this kind of fills in in a similar way. It's like doubling up on that mystic attack. But man, it just it'll I'm really loving the like offensive Modoc side and then potentially the the hyper control like you're, I'm just going to make it so difficult for you to deal damage to me like Loki Moss side. And so I know that Cabal hasn't gotten a lot of releases. I know that Kingpin's technically a release for them. And maybe you even flex in Kingpin in that Loki spot, I think is Ooh, potentially yes. viable too. Yeah. But I think if you, if you love playing Cabal and you want to shake things up and like shake up your roster, I seriously try 
uh, try Maw in that spot. Obviously, you don't have to worry about drop off anymore. You're already pulling out Ultron, right? And so slot slot Maw in and see what see what you think. All right, Jacob, what about you? What's a what's an outside the box change that you want to throw at me? Uh, so this is one which I've written about recently, and that is uh, Hulk and potentially Hela in Defenders. Uh, now, Hulk has taken a lot of hate for a long time, but I think he is genuinely meta-viable in Defenders if you're running uh, what I'm calling my Pentathletes roster, where you're trying to uh, use the pent- uh, pentagram of Ferala in order to do cool things. Um, he's particularly good. The scenario I like him on best is cubes, because he can go and grab uh, your opponent's cube, one of your opponent's cube, and the center cube, and then he still has a move left to get back to safety. So you've now got two cubes. So you're going to have a five power Hulk every turn uh, with 20 health behind it. So it's really hard to strip those cubes off him. And in my testing, it's been he's just been great at running away. And if you don't send enough after him, he turns around and smacks down the thing that's coming after him. He's slowly uh, gaining damage on it as well. So his uh, power of his attacks is going up as he's taking damage from the cubes and he's building up power. Uh, it's it's been fantastic uh it's great when you have priority because you can just go those two cubes are mine and i'm in my half of the board um away from whichever the most threatening characters for hulk because you can choose which way you go from the center cube uh but it's still really good if you don't have priority because the depending on exactly where you position the portal you can threaten getting to any of the three cubes which are on your opponent's side of the board or in the middle so if they go i'm going to grab that cube that's right by where the portal is so hulk can't get it then you go that's fine hulk comes through and he grabs the middle one and maybe he just runs back and i I, you know that's good enough because i've grabbed that middle one and brought it to safety or maybe i grab the middle one and if you don't have a strong flank opposite the other cube if you don't have characters that can deal with hulk then i can run over there and grab that second cube just because of how far hulk moves with his large base can you do are you able to position it in such a way where hulk is still able to be placed and like take the center and then potentially back up and get a second one of like yours, like the one on your side. Yep. Yep. That works too. So uh, you can threaten the far one, but still be able to get the center one and then get back to one of yours. That works too. Mm. Okay. So this does require the soul gem, right? Cause you have to have soul on strange to. Yeah. Soul on strange so that you can pentagram a Ferrella in the power phase of round one, but and that's okay, full so- threat, but it really dictates the game. Uh, you're saying I've got a big uh, advantage on extracts and you've got to try and unpick that puzzle. Yeah. And I mean, also when you have the ability to just start healing Hulk at a certain point, like if people go after him, you have natural healing built in, right? Yep. Cause you have Dr. Strange. So I can yep. definitely see why that works. Is there, there's, um, there's, there's uh, threat levels as well, where you get Wong in there. Uh, just because he's the two-point affiliated character and it, it works. And then Wong with Hulk, it's it's makes a really good Hulk, so you can take Stagger off him, you can heal him up. It, it works really nicely. Yeah, I could see it. Normally, I mean, I'm, all, I'm usually all in on the Okoye train, but Wong can potentially pick up a cube and then, like, walk away, and he can just start healing himself every turn. <laughs> yep, there's that play too. The other character I really like for it is Hela. Um, Hela is particularly good on things like uh, evacuees. The reason I like Hela is she's got a medium base. So again, you can place the portal and have the medium base in range of a cube or a spider infected or an evacuee. And then she can move twice back. So she's got the two power base with the large base so she can go through the portal and interact. And then she can run away with whatever she's picked up. 
Yeah, that's, you know, I've I've already seen before, like, obviously, I've run Hella teams where I've used, like, one tactic or, like, you know, uh, inspiring monologue or something to make her nearly unkillable. But making it so she can just run away is great, too. <laughs> yeah, so she can pick up a cube or an evacuee and then run back to a secure on your side of the board. And then she's just a pain to deal with. So do you kind of flex out Hulk at 19 with Hella, um, or are you trying to run both? No, at 19, I'd be going with Hella. Although uh, I've been considering trying to work in some Hulk um, hired muscle tech. Uh, that works really nicely on the spider people so that you can have Hulk go and grab a far spider, move to the center spider and hired muscle it closer to you so that it's much harder for your opponent to get to it. And you can have one person move once, pick it up and then move away again. So you're getting that similar sort of effect. But because you can't have multiple spiders on the same character, you can use hired muscle to get a similar effect. So maybe in spiders, maybe I like Hulk better, but particularly on evacuees because uh, Hella's she's just a bit cheaper, which makes the the build a bit easier. But she's got the power generation so that she can get rid of an ev- evacuee pretty easily. Nice, I like it. Would you consider using Hella on the at seventeen threat, or is it really just a flex for nineteen? Uh, again, it's more about the extract. Uh, so. I think if it was, um, let's say, extremists and uh, evacuees and we got, we were playing on 17, then I think the build works better probably with Hella in that particular setup. Gotcha. But you wouldn't use Hella for cubes or spider infected? Cubes is so good with Hulk. Um, okay. It, yeah, you, ha- you have to see it happening and you're just like, man, that is... It's the beginning of the game, and I've got this massive problem, and I've got to deal with it now, or else the game's going to get away from me. Um, so cubes is Hulk all the way. Uh, spider infected, I can see it either way. I don't think I'd run both, because there's uh, they're doing the same thing of jumping through a portal, and there's only a certain number of spiders they can get to. Yeah, and Hulk can't pick up two spiders, right? Yeah, no. So it yeah. doesn't, not quite as, not quite as yeah. cool there. That's where the hired muscle play comes in, because he can move the other one, um, which Hella can't do, because she doesn't have that third power. Gotcha. I like it. So I think if you don't end up doing a danger room episode like on this roster, like as you round out this roster and figure out what else it needs to have in it, I'd love to do just a full episode and let's talk about this defenders roster. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We don't tend to dig into rosters that much on danger room. So that might be a thing we do. Cool. I'm excited. All right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you want to do my Wakanda outside the box? Yeah, so this was fun. Uh, this is a bit of a secret squirrel. We've talked about all our other choices, but uh, Omnis hasn't told me what his pick for Wakanda is. He's told me that uh, it's something, a, a, a variation on Wakanda Wave, so that 15 threat team that goes five wide and is looking to control scenarios. Um, but uh, this is going to be live reaction you're going to be hearing because I haven't prepared this. Right. I, I I thought this one was interesting enough. And this is where I think the outside the box concept comes up, right? Because we've talked about Wakanda Wave now. It feels like, when did we start talking about it? Like six, not six months ago, maybe five months ago. But it's been a no, while, it was, right? It was March. I wrote the first article. So yeah, it is six months. Oh, God, it is maybe even seven months. Yeah. Man, that has been a while. Okay, so obviously, the core of the team, right? We know Black Panther, Okoye, Shuri, Valkyrie, and then that third, that fifth spot for that three cost characters where things have kind of flexed around, right? You know, we mm-hmm. talked about Doc Ock in the beginning. We talked about how it maybe it could be Zemo, but it's probably better to have a throw. Yeah. And then Drax started coming. We're like, ooh, Drax. And then there's Gwen hits. And so Gwen kind of becomes the new classic. Well, with the recent releases, I have an idea that's kind of a different direction, 
but I think may be quite good. And so my thought is Punisher in the last slot. And I was just sitting there looking at Punisher and kind of going, well, where does he fit in? And obviously he likes access to rerolls, right? Like there's the natural synergy there. If he's going to make attacks and you have access to rerolls, that's great. But Wakanda isn't naturally a, like an offensive team. Like certain times mm-hmm. you flex Black Panther into that spot. And so maybe like having it, cause I've, I've tried it with a similar team with guardians and having like Star Lord be able to all of a sudden blow someone up is great. But the core reason why I think it ends up being good is one of the main counterplays to Wakanda is obviously uh, if you're forcing it, right, your opponent is usually picking the side of the table. And so they're going to pick the best side where they can try to um, impede Shuri with terrain, right, where you're like, you can't push me off this point because I have a car. And so Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of box these characters in and Punisher can blow them up from range four. I see see where you're coming from. Right. And so that's kind of my thought process. Like maybe he doesn't overpower like your primary goal, but he kind of gives you a way to counter how other people want to counter you. Right. And so that's where I'm thinking, what do you think about, I haven't tested this. This was just an idea I wanted to throw at you and go, what do you, do you think this is a real viable or do you just think that it's just so much better to have Gwen? I remain healthily skeptic. Uh, and here's my reason. If I were I've to describe of... you with two words, it would probably be healthy skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's my reason. So I've got a lot of experience of running Doc Ock in that in that flex slot, uh, and what he finds is his three cost throw just doesn't come online until normally like turn three. Uh, his even with a range three builder that he's got, which he's got in common with Punisher, he just because he's often out, he's the character who you've tasked to go and grab and extract or um, work his way up towards. Typically, he'd go and threat that top um, grab and extract, and then go and threat that top gamma shelter for a late, you know, throw you off and move on to it uh, and score three. But it means that, that that ability doesn't come online until like round three is typically what happens. Right, and but Punisher can generate four power in a turn, right? We're talking about a very different power generation, right? You still yeah. may be right that it may not happen until turn three, but... It's definitely not happening until turn two, because with only a range three and kind of the order of activations that that list wants to go in, yeah, maybe he moves up, so if they really commit deep, he can move and then use his range three hip fire. That gets him the two power to war zone, so if you yeah okay so he could do it turn one right he could do it round one Mm. yeah okay maybe there's more play there than i'm giving it credit for yeah i mean he's six health on his on his healthy side right he's you know there's that is good if you're playing gamma wave with five characters characters are going to get dazed too so he's going to get some some fallen you know punishment tokens too so i like it it could work it could work not sure it's as good as gwen but I can see that. The thing is, if you're attacking with that team, you're giving your opponent power, and that power they can use to do cool stuff, which counters your stuff. Uh, so you're getting more movements, you know, again, you're getting more charges and throws, you're getting more attacks against you, more bigger. About this in like when you would force and you'd potentially have priority, and this is assuming that your opponent would play a five character team against you. So potentially yeah. playing from the from the priority position. But my issue there is, I'd never force gamma shelters unless they can't go five wide. 
Right. Now, that's something that you and I have agreed to, but obviously other people are still doing it, right? There's people in the yeah, TTS finals right now that are forcing gamma waves. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so, I think they, yeah. they may have different plans, though, than the, the, the standard Wakanda wave game plan. But, okay, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's got more merit than I initially thought. You're beginning to talk me around. But yeah, I think it's. I think it could be interesting, and I just think. I mean, Punisher seems like a solid character, right? He's got solid power generation. His hip fire is going to do a fair amount of work against low threat characters in that, um, in a gamma wave situation. Like people are going to get pushed around. They're going to take damage anyway. Like they're going to get softened up, which makes hip fire even potentially crazier. Like getting a couple of shots, like putting people down, like suddenly being able to like walk forward and like after he's built up some power and like Shuri pushes him away and then he like oh all spec ops training aimed shot Shuri right back and potentially one shot her (laughs) you know Uh, I think the spec ops training is definitely a a nice a nice bit of tech which is really useful on gamma is the ability to move freely between the different uh shelters so yeah do you know what I'm I'm coming around to it I still think I'd rather have Gwen though (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Gwen does seem pretty consistent and she, she does play to that, like that existing plan. But again, we're talking about trying things a little outside of the box. Yeah. So I think I might do yeah. this for a video at some point, just cause you know, I'm sure people don't need like the exact same gamma wave stuff sh- shoved down <laughs> yeah, their throats. And I may want to try out Punisher. So this is something I may, I may try at some point just to see what I think of it, but kind of the, the gamma, like the Wakanda wave counter Wakanda wave, like maybe the plan, for if you have to play into the mirror, this could be like a cool trick to throw at somebody that they may not be expecting. I do like that um, because when you're the priority player in the Wakanda Wave mirror, you've got to go aggro. So having an option to to bring more damage. Yeah, no, and blowing... Yeah, okay, I I really like it in that position. The other thing that uh, is that when I've built rosters with Gwen in for the Wakanda Wave uh, team... She doesn't often make it into lots of other teams. I know she's a really good character, but just the, the way that the rosters I've built have built out, she's not normally in loads of other threat level builds. Whereas Punisher with a slightly different role, I can see if I want to go with a more attrition focused team, then maybe Punisher's going to help me in that. He's going to get a bit more damage output, a bit more range than Gwen is going to do. So depending on your exact, uh, what you're cutting Wakanda with maybe Punisher fits really nicely into that affiliation as well and this is kind of like your compromise is well my Wakanda wave is going to have Punisher as a um as my compromise to make the roster work he would also be very good I didn't even think about it until just now but he's actually pretty good in infinity formula too where often people want to like backstop Modok and things like that where Punisher could potentially be set up like especially with infinity formula he's going to get that power really quickly and you could have him set up to immediately, like, I'm going to blow up the terrain behind Modok. So now, one, he doesn't get to throw it. He does not like having terrain blown up on him. And now Shuri can push him out of range. And so he's not double attacking. Yep. Um, again, yeah, I can see that as, yeah, Modok tech. Like it. I'm, cool. I'm coming around to it. All right. Well, I'm glad I've got, I occasionally have a decent idea. All right. <laughs> what's your next outside of the box uh, change? Okay, my next one is for Criminal Syndicate. Uh, they're making a big, big waves in the meta. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is taking a much unloved character, a character I've been very down on recently, and thinking that, do you know what? Maybe there's some, some, some jank here, some good tech that's going to work out really well. And that's taking Ultron, particularly with Age of Ultron. Um, Criminal Syndicate doesn't have 
in affiliation access to a good sort of range blaster. I've heard about people considering maybe Iron Man in that role as kind of a tanky ranged uh, turret piece that can sit on a sit on a secure and contribute whilst also being a decent criminal syndicate character, so that he's not going to get taken down and keeps on his healthy side for as long as they can. I like so Ultron is in that same vein, but bringing along Age of Ultron, what you've got there is the ability to commit him into a into a big scrum, and then late game he goes back onto his healthy side, and then. Um, um, and then he's able to count double. I particularly like this if you've taken it with all you've got, because then you can control your own KOing. You can KO your own Ultron and then play Age of Ultron to bring him back onto his healthy side and fully healed. And then he's double contest. He's double counting for contesting. So that might be like a sideways play that your opponent doesn't see coming. So I was like, I was, I was healthy. I had a healthy level of skepticism going into this. I think I like it even more with the all you've got play, right? Like giving you a level of control over it too, because you don't have to use all you've got that way, right? It like it flexes into a lot of different things for the team. And so it, and I think with more and more mystic attackers coming out, right? Like he is one of the characters that's a little harder to damage mystic wise. Yep. It's it's certainly interesting. I mean, it's it's really hard for me to say, like, what are the optimal characters for Criminal Syndicate right now? Because I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that I've got for the, the, the black mark against him is the four threat. I found that four threat characters are, you don't have many of them in a Criminal Syndicate roster, typically. Um, and is he able to take up that roster slot? Plus, you've got the opportunity cost of the Team Tactics card. So maybe, but we're working, we're trying to think out the box here. And we're trying to think about tailoring your roster to your own. Uh, and characters you like and if Ultron is your favorite character then maybe this is a spot that's not awful for him you know this is slightly I mean I don't want to just like how about a different idea but how about a different idea (laughs) what would you think of Captain Marvel in that slot she's also six stamina on her healthy side she's not like the most durable character but she's certainly a character that punishes people if you start dealing her any kind of damage (laughs) right if you load her up for binary form She's going to wreck havoc on people, and she's got a throw. She could be another one that maybe finds a home in Syndicate. I don't know. I'm totally talking off the cuff here. Yeah. Um, the issue I have with Captain Marvel is for her to really shine, you need some really good power generation. So she need, she wants to be chain binary forming. That's when she really blows people away. And Criminal Syndicate doesn't really have anything to help with that. Yeah, I agree. The other, the other, the other thing is Criminal Syndicate really loves the... Um, uh, all you've got is being really popular and all you've got has disagy with binary form because the way binary form says it's until the start of this character's next activation so <laughs> yeah that's really bad immediately binary form goes away um yeah. so I, I think of the two i'd be more keen to try out ultron even though it would take a tactics card slot as well yeah, but I do think they potentially have, I mean, they have some strong tactics cards. I don't know. It's it's absolutely worth trying, I think. I mean, I think there's yeah. a lot of potentially good characters in there. And, right, I mean, I remember back to Pat's original Avengers team way back in the day, like the super durable, like you don't want to, like you don't want to daze any of my characters. Like it, he certainly fits the bill, like, because once you start laying into him, there's not really, you just load him up with power. Right? Like, because you don't want to go in and kill him because he just comes back. And so yeah. any yeah. effort that's put into him feels, um, it doesn't feel optimal. It just doesn't yeah. feel optimal attacking Ultron. 
And you're doing that no good choices thing. Do you leave this medium move, 50 mil base character who's flying, so he's very mobile, he can get wherever he wants to be and double contesting? Do you not attack him and then leave him double contesting? Or do you attack him and then power him up? Uh, he's got some decent attacks. He's got decent ways to spend that um, and potentially give people the option of just whenever they want, flipping him back to healthy. Yeah, it's it's certainly interesting. Well, do you go a step further and do you go for a bold, aggressive play with Ultron in Criminal Syndicate? <laughs> yeah, no, I like that a lot, actually. And then you've got the choice. Not only is he double contesting, but he's also got this extract. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. Really, really punishing people for... Mm. Yeah, if you fit in all you've got, too. Uh, there's some craziness to be had there. It's... Oh, man, I'm really excited to see where Criminal Syndicate teams go. Like, we know they're good, but I don't think any of us have feel like this is the team or right. Even at a threat level, I couldn't tell you like a favorite criminal syndicate team at any threat level yet. Uh, yeah, the only, only feeling I've got on them is that generally they prefer smaller threat levels just because it's harder to focus down their characters and get them dazed. Yeah. I mean, I can s- totally see that. I'm still not even 100% sure I would say that yet. I no, mean, I- I'm still not. And sure, that, yeah. that's my initial testing has, has resulted in that, but I'm, I'm, it's entirely possible that's just wrong. I think there's they're quite a complex affiliation to unpick. Yeah, they are one of the few affiliations. Uh, I, I don't know. Criminal Syndicate, they're obviously going to be good. I'm really, and we have two, we have potentially more characters coming down the line for them. That's so scary. Yeah. If Black Cat's a two threat, I think that massively changes and powers up the affiliation. Yeah, who knows what Mysterio... Mysterio could do so many things. Ah. Um, yeah, what is Mysterio going to be? <laughs> All right, well, let's dive into another one. So I think that that Thanos has kind of fallen off people's radars. I think it, he, he released at a weird time between, um, between TTS leagues he kind of fell right in between, right? And then by the time the next one was starting, the Web Warriors were out. And so I'm going to kind of mix these two together here. And I'm thinking, you obviously, you take your classic Web Warriors team of like Miles, Gwen, and then it's either Taskmaster or Spider-Man or Venom. And when you start getting into the, like, especially the higher point totals, right? Maybe even you have got to have stuff that can play on deadly meteors and spider portals mm-hmm. and such, right? Thank so you're you like, well, what else goes into that team? Right, and Valkyrie's in a lot of rosters. So if you could do like maybe round out at the 19 threat team with Valkyrie and then Thanos plus Mind Gem and gives a really bulky, durable character that still plays to their like very crisis oriented game plan, but can also potentially like amp up damage on that key web line or that sort of thing, but primarily is like hyper durable. He's going to have a defensive reroll now. And he can move people off of all of the spots. I I feel like Thanos could have a like a really solid place in Web Warriors, and their rosters aren't like super deep, so it's not like you're playing like an Avengers roster where you feel like you have a million characters to choose from. What do you think of What do you think of Thanos in Web Warriors? Yeah, I, I've played a roster which just has a similar sort of premise, but with Wakanda. So, yep, me too. <laughs> Yeah, Thanos uh, is helping you deal with those higher threat values, which you maybe struggle with, and those slower scenarios like Alienship and Scrolls and, and Herb. Um, I think it's a really viable game plan. It really sort of adds a dimension to those lists. It sort of keeps them as a mono affiliation, but Thanos is kind of a dual affiliation by himself. It's almost like you're playing Wakanda with Thanos. Yeah. Um, 
which gives you more flexibility and it means that you can play into more different things. So I think it's yeah along those lines, it's going to work with Web Warriors really well as well. Um, it's two roster slots, you're and possibly three because you maybe you want to take the reality gem, particularly if you're like building around alien ship and you want to increase your odds of uh, going and grabbing the creep power core. All the same with scrolls. So I think maybe it takes three roster slots. You probably have Thanos mind and reality is kind of where I would where I would come down on that. Yeah, I think maybe instead of reality. I might actually like Loki going into that roster as well, where maybe you run Loki with Mind Gem at some of the lower totals, because he can still kind of do that Thanos thing, right? Move, double move, Mind Stone someone away that can't be thrown, um, you know, or, you know, that you're having trouble getting out of position, but then you can like flex the Mind Stone to Thanos at the larger totals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Loki I mean- with a reroll too gets additionally difficult it may really help in the mirror say you got to play warriors into warriors like warriors don't want to be dealing with loki making their shit cost more uh that's true and he's got um mystic attack as well which they also don't want so yeah i can can see that okay but yeah i think i think thanos is still is going to come back especially as we start seeing more people drop the expensive um threat levels right we're going to see more 19s Um, yeah, I also like think as I think people are starting to get a feel for Black Order and I think Black Order wants to force 20 or 19 threat. And so you may start seeing that get forced on you. And so having a plan for those levels, I think, is going to become more and more important. Mm, no, I, I see it, it fits nicely. It's philosophically, I really like that addition to uh, a, a roster that wants to build a small threat. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what happened, like why Thanos and the Web Warriors are working together. I don't know what that is. I feel like Greg needs to tell me like some situation where they teamed up or something. Um, but, maybe when Nebula got the Infinity Gauntlet. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go and take Nebula down a peg. Maybe. Um, I don't Maybe he's done something to control the Web Warriors or like all of their girlfriends yeah. or something are being like he's, held he's captive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They all got the Hawkeye eyes from the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. Well, what do you want to do next? Uh, I want to talk about uh, Asgard. Okay. Uh, another really strong list. Uh, I'm really liking the stuff you've been putting out about the Energy Guard roster. I, I think you're right. Not enough people are thinking about that when they're building their rosters. Um, and a character that I quite like in Asgard, but I don't see in a lot of rosters, is Black Dwarf. Okay. I mean, I can see uh, it. So- He's got a free uh, a free energy defense. So when you're playing that energy guard, uh, force secures, and then go on the on the, the the roll energy defense crises. He's got a three, which is kind of your minimum requirement. Uh, he's incredibly tanky. So he's got six health on his uh, healthy side, and he's got eight on his uh, on his injured side. Uh, he's got the invulnerability to reduce damage, and then when you are put in the Asgardian healing as well, he is just such a pain to get rid of. Um, he's also great with his redirection, so when you've got him up in the fight and his uh, intimidating presence, uh, so you've got the sort of the pseudo bodyguard, but you're not having to... I didn't even to... think about that. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. So you can get him up uh, onto one of the ones which uh, you're, uh, you're, you want to contest, uh, and you can just sit there and go, well, any attacks you're going to make from this position, you're going to have to move away, or else my Black Dwarf is going to bodyguard it to him. He can throw characters, and he's got a size 4 throw, 
which is really nice. I think uh, size four throws are going to be really good, particularly when you're facing off against Magneto. If there's a piece of size four terrain and you want to deny him that, there's not that many characters that can do that. Otherwise, Magneto is going to be the one get, throwing something, a big thing at you with a long range. So that, I think, is a very relevant ability, having a size four throw. And then he can just lay into people. He's just got really great attacks. So one of the things I've noticed, I play Energy Guard a lot, obviously. Um, often you'll have your first activation of the round, especially if you have priority, where you often, there are going to be turns where you have all of the secures locked down. And so your first activation, you're like, what do I even do? And I think he's actually a really interesting character to have as your potential first activation because you can put him into a position to protect your most vulnerable character. Maybe say like Valkyrie, where you don't, you're not willing to Odin's blessing her. You want to save that for Thor or Hela or Loki or Angela. So you're not willing to blow that on Valkyrie. You could put him into a position where he maybe moves, maybe throws, maybe walks and attacks, but then he's set up where he's got two power and he's engaging the most threatening character to your Valkyrie or maybe sometimes Miles is a character that I put in there and you want to protect them. And so you could help put him in a position that's really aggressively placed. And like now if you go after the character, like because you want to remove this character so they can't flip a meteor later on, but now you can activate him and be like, he's activated. Now he's going to be the one that stops you from uh, stops you from making that play. And so the more I think about it, I actually like that a lot. I think I want to try Black Dwarf in there. He definitely fits the bill. I think I think it's fun. And he's a great model as well. I'm just having this huge monster with a giant <laughs> act. Well, and Valkyries are really common in like most rosters will have one and you will almost like if your roster has Valkyrie, you are probably playing Valkyrie on deadly meteors or spider portals and she can't throw him. Right. And so that's another spot where it's it's harder to push him away. Um, and like vision can't throw him. There's a lot of situations that there's just less things that can move him off of a point. The downside is kind of the flip of that, that if you see a Thor opposite you or someone who's able to someone else able to throw a size four character, then that's putting pressure on your tactics cards. Because if you're including a size four in your roster, you probably want to bring Brace for when that size four gets thrown into some one of your characters, because that feels really bad. And generally um, speaking, that, you're not running Brace in Energy Guard. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're wanting Med Pack instead. Um, in that slot so there's a consideration there in the pressure it puts in your tactics cards but if you're prepared to play black dwarf kind of as a, as a loner which uh i think is fine he's very happy going out by himself he doesn't need a lot of support he's got most of what he needs then i can see that you know you have to just think about how you're playing him you don't want to play him right close to people but then that ties in with his uh, intimidating presence that uh, sort of pseudo bodyguard. He wants to be not near the per- not near the other characters that you're wanting to defend. He wants to be near the attacker. So that that, that kind of plays into it. But you've just got to be careful with his positioning against those kinds of teams. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, you're basically like his, his slot. His the competition for that would be like Black Panther or Ronan tends to be the other characters. Now with Energy Guard, I do feel like I have to run either. Um, wakanda or web warriors as an additional option in there for the lower threat levels now if you're going yeah ronan's a great great character there i think if you're if you're playing wakanda i think it's hard to slot him in because you're like well is black panther just better in this spot 
it's a very similar kind of role. And are you are there enough situations where you justify taking him? Now, if you're going web warriors in there, I think I like the I like the fitting in um fitting in Black Dwarf a little bit more. Because I don't think they love Ronin for the most part. That's true. And uh yeah. Yeah, and the Web Warriors love a Black Panther. Black Panther's just good. But I do think Black Dwarf is an interesting flex there, and I think it is it is definitely worth trying out. And as we see more and more things with pushes and throws that can't affect size fours, that may be more and more impactful over time. Mm. But I like it. I definitely like it. And healing that guy is always going to feel good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's... I think I've got one last one. And so I'm going to, I'm going to call out Greg from recalibration matrix for a minute. I was listening to their Gwen episode and he, he had specifically said that he didn't think that Gwen was a good fit in black order. And more and more I've been finding, there was a point where I was like, black order is like the worst affiliation. Like it's not very well designed and then when I really started like focusing in on like forcing alien ship and now they're probably my second most refined roster and I'm to the point where I like I feel like I have a great team for almost every level but I have found now that I have been playing Corvus and Proxima a lot more where like Thanos pulls characters in for them to murder as opposed to like sending them off across the board to murder town. And so it's got me thinking about potentially swapping out Shuri or Valkyrie as kind of that normal character that fills the three threat spot. So like, say, in a 20 threat team, it's usually the core 15 threat, right? Thanos, Mind, Corvus, Reality, Proxima. Then you have five threat to play around with. My favorite has been Shuri and Okoye. Plays in well, like I do a Wakanda slash Black Order roster. And I've usually like flexed in... um Valkyrie, but the more I'm like focused on pulling in the characters, because I'm like, I like actually now I'm to the point that I like forcing alien ship and I don't even send Corvus up to get it right away. But my opponents are always like, oh man, I've got to like, I got to go try and get it first so that I'm not playing on the back foot. And I'm actively hoping that they get it. Like, I want them to flip it. And so Thanos just like cosmic portal, mind stone. Welcome to Murder Town. And Gwen accents that even more. And so now mm. I think Gwen is a really powerful option for Black Order. And then I'm like, oh, I squeeze it in. And like, it rounds out. I can actually play Wakanda Wave. And so, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I got to tease Greg a little bit. Like, obviously, you can't test everything. I just thought it was funny because he had said he didn't like Gwen in black order and there was another affiliation that he said he didn't like gwen in and i was like oh he said asgard and i was like i actually like gwen is you often need a three threat that has three energy defense and gwen is a perfectly fine option there. i like miles a little bit more in that spot but gwen's almost just as good if not potentially better but it also is it really that crazy for us to be like gwen is a good option no, I, I think something that is really good about Gwen, you kind of alluded to it without being explicit, is Corvus has got a bit of a nerf from not having drop-off. We, we know that. Um, but Gwen can kind of mitigate that because she's got the ability to bring people to Corvus. So she can go up, uh, impact webbing, webline someone, and so every turn she can be pulling someone back towards Corvus, which means Corvus is going to get to attack more, and you're a happy person when Corvus gets to make two attacks. 
Yeah, I actually was never playing it with the Rocket Boots drop-off, and so it was never really a, oh, I'm replacing it with this. But I was just playing it and trying to make it work, and then sometimes my opponents got it first, I'm like, well, why don't I just have Thanos, like, pull them in, and then they die. And it worked so well that then I started making that my primary plan. And so I never was feeling the need to put in drop off. Cause I'm just like, they have to come up to the middle for alien ship anyway. And then I pull them into death town. Um, sure. Even on non alien ship crises, just the ability to bring people to Corvus when you're playing a black order. Uh, I think that's great. Yeah. And cause a lot of the time though, later in the game, you want Thanos to still activate last. Because I found like one of the biggest mistakes that I've ever made is whenever I activate Thanos too early in the round, I seriously regret it. So having a different character that potentially at a certain point can like pull a character into threat range for Corvus, um, or just like set it up like Corvus activates early, then they activate a character and you're like, great, then I have priority. So now Gwen is going to pull that activated character into range for Corvus to murder. Excellent. That's what she will do mm-hmm. this round. So, yeah, Gwen. She seems good. Crazy, right? I know. Who'd, who'd have thunk it? So I didn't realize this until, like, obviously, because we ended it with Black Order, right? And then, do you realize three of our other suggestions were Black Order characters? Huh. Yeah, that's so true. So this was certainly, this was, like, Punisher and, like, Black Order. And then uh, uh, Hulk, right? On Hulk, yeah. Punisher, Hulk, and then Black Order. It's kind of a focus on the characters with the larger bases as well. There's not a lot of uh, size two, um, size two, uh, thirty-five yeah. mil bases well, in there. And those Punisher characters. and Gwen got in there. I mean, that's a yeah. more fair mix, but kind of a like, hey, try Black Order characters. Is maybe the moral of this episode? Think outside of the box. Use Black Order characters. <laughs> Uh, although I really strongly encourage you go and see Hulk play on cubes with portals. Well, uh, I have not done a full game with Hulk, so I think I'm going to have to try it out soon and I'll try one of your things and see how it goes. Mm. I look forward to seeing that. I look forward to it too. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I know this was kind of a weird topic and we didn't have like a hard outline for it, but I really like this this conceptual talk and i think sometimes people need a little encouragement like hey just because you're playing this really meta team or like people have kind of like figured out how to play this affiliation really well doesn't mean there aren't interesting things that you can still do with the team and it it, i like exploring these things even if they don't turn out to be right it's still worth exploring because sometimes just doing stuff that catches your opponent off guard will give you the advantage yeah and it's also about constantly learning um we're also getting new characters coming out all the time. So, you know, when Magneto comes down, I think there's going to be a lot of Magneto being played. He's a lot of fun to play, throwing all the stuff around. You know, uh, I've played games recently where none, no terrain has moved at all. That's just going to completely change when Magneto hits. Uh, so having a, an eye on, right, so how do I modify my team to try and answer that meta threat? I think it's also nice that Magneto's coming out after people have had like a full year to like paint and build terrain, <laughs> right? Like Magneto, <laughs> Magneto wouldn't have been as interesting in the corset, right? We were like, here's one size three. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, now he's at where we're like, how many pieces of terrain can we fit on this table? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. 
All right. Well, I think we can wrap up the episode here. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning into an episode. I know that Jacob always helps me have the best episodes. So if you're only going to listen to a few of them, it might as well be the ones that he's on. But if you want to listen to some of the other stuff, obviously you can subscribe on Patreon. We have additional bonus episodes. They end up coming down to being about a buck each. And I currently have the giveaway going on on YouTube. When I hit 500 subscribers, I have an Angela and Enchantress box that I'm going to give away. And so all you got to do is subscribe to the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. And uh, you can potentially get a free box. So that's all this is made possible because Jacob also sent me a box, which is why I have two. <laughs> so I appreciate that. I appreciate you a lot, Jacob. Can I? I don't think I've said that enough. Oh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate all the content you put out. Um, you know, our podcast goes out on Monday. So if it wasn't for you, I'd have nothing to listen to on Monday. <laughs> yeah, it works out. Cause also I'm like, I'm always, re- I'm the one releasing on Monday. Then you guys started releasing on Monday. I'm like, great. I release an episode. Then I also have something to listen to. <laughs> so I'm like, I know normally speaking, you'd probably think, oh, it's like competition for the Monday slot. And I was like, no, when you guys started releasing on Monday, I'm like, oh man, I'm so happy to have, uh, mcp content to listen to on monday because i'm always like i was always just thinking about my episode and getting it all released and i'm like i want to listen to something now i get to Mm -hmm. listen to danger room so all right listeners well i think this is going to officially be the ending of the episode and as i normally do i tell you the most op thing and the most op thing in marvel crisis protocol is jacob that's it (laughs) 